We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This is Rams Uncensored with Matt Herrera. Just learn how to roll with the punches, bro. Brian Chirwano. I am in the cornfield looking at you right now. Tommy Avance. I want to host a, a radio show, but I stutter. And Mark Luhan. I tried to get Russ to join us last minute here, but he's ghosting. You have now entered the danger zone. I'll give you a virtual hug, too. So, guys, wasn't that a shit show yesterday on uh, Ram's Twitter with... uh... How do you pronounce his name? I believe it's uh, Kian Fahey. Probably. Or Deshaun. Deshaun? Kian. Well, you could pronounce that Sean if you wanted to do it. Oh, I, th- I thought you said Deshaun. I was like, how would you get no. Deshaun from that? And by the way, I didn't read any of it, and I stayed away from it. I was just trying right. to <laughs> No, I no, really. I, I read something about him saying Gurley's knee was disintegrated. I saw some of your guys' comments. It was way too much reading, and I was like, yeah, I'm not getting involved. That's, that's Brian fair. not getting involved? That's fair, man. 
And yeah, I didn't really get into the. <laughs> I didn't get into the Ram stuff. You guys saw me. I was just trying to stick up for uh, the little, like guys like us with Jake, right, and his podcast. And the guy just thought that I was up in my feelings and had an issue with him. <laughs> well, maybe you did. Nah, I thought it was. Maybe you were. Maybe. You guys have the right. uh, agenda up. So you have your questions. No, but I, I mean, I remember it. I mean, I got I got oh, my own shit. questions too. I, I haven't even looked at that thing yet. Oh, way to go, fucking host of the show. I don't know. I got share. questions. Shit. You got questions. I can't wait to hear, hear, hear them. Here, here. All right. Here. Yeah. Uh, 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 Mr. Mr. Biggs. All right. We need to call Jeff, boys. Yeah, here we go. Go ahead. Rams uncensored. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for this episode, Mr. Jeff Biggs of... NBC Sports, longtime LA sports reporter. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Like Brian said, uh, I know you, you have a busy schedule. Well, what I'm interested in, I was doing a little research on you. I, I didn't really know much about you before. Brian kind of let, let us know he was trying to get you to come on. But I learned that, yeah, you've been LA's like sports commentator or reporter for, for quite some time. And I'm interested, you know, this is a Ram censored podcast. Uh, what's your, what's your point of, well, or Rams uncensored is what we call it, but, um, we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it professional for you, Mr. Biggs. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious what's your point of view of like the Rams coming back to LA, you know, we saw this recent report come out and rank the Rams fan base last. I mean, you, you've been in the area for a long time and been following sports, yeah, just what's your overall opinion? You think, like, obviously you think the Rams can bring back and the Chargers as well, bring bring fans to the game and, like, raise up that, that fan ranking, I guess, if that even really matters at all? That's a really good question right out of the gate. So there's a couple different parts of that, but I like that. Uh, first of all, for the Chargers, no, absolutely not. They don't belong here in L.A. They belong in San Diego. No offense. I have some good friends that are Charger fans. I'm not hating I wish them all the best, but they don't belong here. And it was a terrible move by them and the NFL, but I get it for the money. But still, the still a bad look, and it still shouldn't have happened. Um, as far as the, there's the, the media part of it, unfortunately, you know, the good news and bad news, I always say the good news about social media is that, you know, it lets everybody have a voice. The bad news about social media is it lets everybody have a voice. Uh, and so there's good good voices to listen to and and a lot of voices that you need to tune out. I don't say that. I don't say that with any condens to, to be condescending in any way. It's just, there's just a lot, of, as you guys know, there's just a lot of stuff out there. With that said, I, I believe, honestly, I believe putting the Rams last the way that they did was just like, you know, sometimes they'll put somebody at the top to kind of, kind of, you know, get some shock value. I'm not saying that uh, there was that much shock value, but I, I believe, uh, they were deliberate in putting the rent. That was a dig. That was a shot. That was a, you know, there's a lot of people, as you guys know, there's a lot of people that don't like LA. They don't like Southern California. So that was just like a little backhanded shot to, to take a dig at the Rams. Cause the true, I mean, the numbers are up Their Their attendance numbers were up last year by more than any other team. Um, the, the television ratings were up dramatically huge numbers for a bunch of the games during the season. So I, I, that's, that's a joke. Um, I, I think the, the, the tough thing, there's just no way to sugarcoat it. You guys, I think, would agree. Unfortunately, 
with all the hype and all the excitement when they did came back. And I, I can't tell you, honestly, it's hard for me to articulate just how excited. I mean, the Rams have been my team since I was a little boy. I mean, my dad, when they were blacked out here in L.A., we used to drive to Bakersfield to Motel 6s to watch them on TV. That's what we had to do back in the day. Um, I got the, uh, the really at the beginning of my career, I got to cover them right before they left. Um, one of the, well, I was going to say one of the highlights, one of the low, couple of the high, they're actually turned out to be low lights, but they were big for me at the time. Um, I got to cover the, the NFC championship debacle against the 49ers. Ooh. And the thing about that was it was at the old candlestick park. And because I was, I was such a scrub and I was working for a small station out here. They wouldn't even let me in the press box. I was sitting behind the end zone, behind on the on the field, behind one of the goalposts in the end zone. But um, Magic Johnson was at the game too. He was on the sideline uh, for whatever that's worth. And we know about the phantom sack, but there was you know play early on where Ronnie Lott made a big play and it really just turned the momentum of that game. But that's another topic for another time. Uh, the other one was the Rams' final game in Anaheim, their their finale in '94 before they left. Um, I was doing live reports uh, for ESPN all game long for their, you know, their game day show on that Sunday. So they were coming to me like every, every 10, 15 minutes. And that was Steve Levy was the host back in studio that day. And that was just, uh, that was tough because um, I think I'm a little bit older than you guys, but I'm not as old as my career may, may think you may think I am. I just got started really young, but uh, you know, the Rams, they, they should have never, it was all, there was no, they never made any, there was never any intention, any desire to try to stay here. It was strictly a cash grab from St. Louis. So we don't need to, to unpack all that, but just to give you a little perspective. Uh, so, so to answer your question, I was thrilled when they came back. I don't think they're the last, <laughs> the, the, the last fan base in the NFL. That, that's a dig. That's a joke. I think the fans are here. And the, uh, the, the point I was going to try to make, I think that the thing that hurt the Rams is that, the way that they just wet the bed when they came back under Jeff Fisher that first season, that, that was just terrible. I think that's hurt Jared Goff as well, personally. And then uh, to have the performance that they had in the Super Bowl last, that was tough. But, you know, thankfully with one plus for social media, there's so much going on and the news cycle changes so much that, you know, by the time we get to training camp in a month, you know, most people already be thinking about the season and hopefully like all of us, they'll forget about the Super Bowl. You know, you kind of prefaced your whole answer with the, the social media aspect, kind of yeah, making this this just the, like that whole. I, I don't know. It just makes things. It, it just it puts explodes them crazier, right? Things go viral more, and so like an article like that, it just exploded on a thing like Twitter, and you know the Twitter. I don't know if you've been on there much, but it's really, it seems like oh, yeah. it's the scum of the earth at times, right? And it's just the ho- worst of the worst takes. But it's great, right? Because it's just, you find a lot of good content and entertaining stuff there. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a breath of fresh air. I hate air. to sound like old man guy. I'm sorry. I hate to sound like old man guy. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm really not. My intentions <laughs> are good. But I just, I really don't, I just, I, I'm sorry. I just completely disagree. I just think, I don't think that was, that was accurate uh you, you you guys know the nfl there there are teams with much worse fan bases than the rams oh definitely jacksonville yep right off the gate chargers <laughs> tampa bay chargers tampa bay, yep oh you can go around the league there's plenty of them cardinals 
Cardinals, Niners. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's all yeah. good, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped that we got training camp uh, a month away. I can't wait. And I, I'm really, really excited. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, in the NFL, you get some one hit wonders, you know, like the Jags a couple of years ago, but with this Rams team, uh, I really believe it is Super Bowl or bust. And I think that's the vibe that they have on the team. Uh, I think the roster is going to be better. I think the offense is going to be better. And I'm excited. I, I'm really, really excited. I can't wait for the season to start. So, Jeff, with that being said, I mean, not to beat a dead horse here, but everybody wants to be going down the road of Todd Gurley's knee. What what are you hearing on your end? Are you hearing the same exact things we're hearing? I mean, is it a dead horse or is there something to it? No, I mean, there's, there's clearly, there's clearly something that they're dealing with. And I don't think, anybody can honestly say, say for a hundred percent if they know exactly how much he has left. I mean, if they do, I think they're lying because, you know, right. with, with athletes and, and that kind of, but I think, uh, I think he was more hurt, more banged up, whatever phrase you want to use at the end of last season than they led to believe. Obviously. Um, I think they, they tried to manage it as best they could, but it was just, it was just too late. So hopefully, you know, Going into the season now, they're really gonna really gonna take it slow and really try to have him in position for a strong finish. In the meantime, uh, you know this is an opportunity for for Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson, who I'm really excited about. Really, you know, I can't wait. I hope they really maximize training camp to really get him, and, and, you know, find a, a sweet spot for him and to get him comfortable. And so I, I'm, you know, I look, I, I think to. To, to be Super Bowl champs in a perfect world, you, you, you want Todd Gurley like we saw for most of last year. I mean, that would—that's what I'm hoping for. Um, will he be that guy again? I—I I don't know. I—I I, I can't say for sure. But what I'm hoping, I—I I think if if he was like legitimately done, I think we would know that. I, I don't think he is. It's just a question of you know, can they handle this workload and get him right? But the, obviously, there, there's something there. Yeah, that was my thoughts. I mean, and then it's funny when you said at the end there, like, you know, is he going to come back? Is he going to be the same guy? I mean, I can equate it to, you know, somebody like Jamal Charles. He was in the league for quite a few more years after he got injured, but he really wasn't a factor. And then, you know, he eventually retired. So hopefully he's not that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. And we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, um, that's that's the big that's the big unknown. That's why I said that was the first comment I made. We just frame anybody to say that they know for sure what's going to happen, good or bad. I think you're just you're just grandstanding because we we just don't know. But uh, like I said, I think if if they really thought that that he was done and you know like career ending, they they probably would have probably would have shut it down. But um, yeah, it's it's a concern. I mean, that's it it bothered me personally and I'm, I'm not taught but i mean it's, it's bugged me since the end of last year i mean I, I just hated the way that all all went down not not that they did it on purpose but it was just as a fan it was just tough to watch and you know i just you kept waiting you wanting and hoping for him to reemerge as the, the todd that we saw throughout the season it just never happened absolutely other than a little quick glimpse in the cowboy game i guess the cowboy the game, right, yeah yeah right, right. So we'll see, man. I, you know, that's, uh, that's like you said, you just, you just don't know for sure. But I think clearly, um, I think one thing 
and I'm sure Sean McVay, you know, he's he's been asked about the Super Bowl and the play calling and not making adjustments and all that. But I think clearly, I mean, the Rams, they need that, like every team, you know, you need that balance in the offense. And Jared Goff was just not a, at, the, at the place where, you know, like a Tom Brady, even, even Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, you can't single-handedly just have him just throw the ball every single play. You've got to have a little bit of balance. And C.J. Anderson did a phenomenal job. And I think, I think they liked him, but I think, you know, with Malcolm Brown coming back and now with Daryl Henderson, I think they think like, I, I believe they feel like they've, they've actually been able to upgrade there behind Todd. So I'm, I'm excited. I really, really excited about the offense. I think we're going to see Gerald Everett, like a lot of people have said, have a breakout season. The receiving core is going to be better. So I'm, I can't wait. I know a lot of people, there's going to be, you know, there's, there's, I, cause I, one of the, one of my duties at NBC sports radio, I do, I've, I've spent a lot of time around um, and doing the updates during Mike Florio's show, profootballtalk.com, which is really, Mike does a really good job, you know, with Chris Sims. But there's a, you know, there's a, a from a national perspective, there's a lot of, a lot of Ram negativity. You know, a lot of people are looking to, to see them crumble or, or take a step back this year. And they want to see Jimmy Garoppolo with that, you know, the East Coast love. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks come back and, you know, what happens with Kyler Murray and the, the Cardinals. So that's fine. That's good. You know, I, I bring it on, but I'm just saying from a national perspective, that's kind of out there. So I, I really believe the Rams are they're they're They know, they know what, they know what's, what the vibe is. And, and like I said, that it's kind of Super Bowl or bust. So I'm, I'm excited. You've been focusing Off- a lot on like the offense. I'm curious uh, about your thoughts on the on the defensive side of the ball. You know that they, they had the additions of uh, Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle. Some might say, even though those are aging players, um, we we might have seen a, we might see a better defense this year. Is that kind of what your thinking is as well? Yeah, I do. I, I think I think they're going to be a little bit better stopping the run this year. I really do, and that's that's going to be big. Uh, I think they've. Crew, I think the line, the linebacking core is not not necessarily just because of Clay, but if you can, I think they're going to take a step forward on that front. And you know, for what the last couple of years we talked about the the depth in the secondary. Well, now they actually have a line, and there's going to be some guys that are going to get cut you know, this year out of the secondary. So, uh, you know, I think they learned, you know, the kind of the pros and cons of Marcus Peters, but he's obviously, you know, he he wants to get a new deal, so he's going to be playing hard. Uh, you know, we know about Aqib Tlaib. And, yeah, I, I think their defense should be great. I really do. That's it, They're not going to get a lot of talk. They're not going to get a lot of pub. But but I'm really excited. And, of course, you know, 99 is, you know, one of my all-time favorite football players ever. So <laughs> I think he's yeah, a lot I'm of people's pumped. all-time favorite. <laughs> yeah, he should be. He should be. I hope so. Yeah, Mark, he... Tommy, you guys are being quiet. What's up over there, guys? You guys are steamrolling as you – Oh, don't even get me started, you turds. There hey, we go. Doing, Tommy, Jeff? Tommy. What's up, Jeff? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? So what do you guys think? As far as what? Are you guys pumped for the season? Am I, am I too optimistic here? No, you're no. not optimistic at all. You know, you, there's a difference between being optimistic and being realistic. In this case, you can be both because we have a good team and we have great yeah. coaching. I don't see... You know, people are freaking out because we're replacing four or five guys on a very deep, talented roster. Like, whoa, 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 calm down. It's not like they tore the house down 
you know, like they did in Baltimore, right? Look how many players they lost. They should be worried. Yeah. You know, yeah. They lost a ton of guys. You know, the Rams didn't lose yeah. a ton of guys, and the guys that they lost, they they weren't that great. Okay, let's let's calm down a little bit. Roger Saffold was a really good offensive lineman. Um, you know, John Sullivan, he's he was getting up there. It's time for him to shut it down. And Mark Barron, you know, is not a linebacker. So yeah, let's not panic here, guys. Yeah, yeah. But let me Very let well me ask said. you something. Let me ask you something, Jeff. So. I was reading your timeline, and and uh, I see there's a lot of people uh, in Southern California that are a big, they're big fans of yours, and and they're giving you a lot of compliments, calling for you to host your own radio show in, in Los Angeles. How cool is it to get, you know, that kind of support from complete strangers on social media? And would you be interested in hosting your own show? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of the sports talk radio terrestrial radio in los angeles is horrible especially um espn la i mean they they don't even acknowledge that the chargers exist okay i mean it's brutal it's dodgers lakers and and dodgers and lakers dodgers and lakers that's all they talk about the lakers are garbage forever and they still just nonstop talk about the lakers but the rams just went to the super bowl but they act like they're not even here so would you be interested in doing your own show? And how do you feel about all the support? Uh, I, you know, I, I love it. I, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a blessing. That's, that's all I've, I, you know, I, I've, when I, when I got started in the business, that's all I wanted to do. I just, I, I really, I wanted to go behind the curtain and I just, I was fascinated by what made, made athletes tick and just what, what drove them and, and the passion and, and, you know, lots changed <laughs> since, since when I got started in the industry, money has become a big thing, obviously, but that's, I, I just, I love the game. I love the teams and I miss that. Like my, my big thing, um, when I was, when I was younger, um, I got to fill in for Jim Rome for a while. And I had, you know, there, there was some, some fun time doing that and I've done some other different things, but to answer your question, I, I just, I like doing, I like doing pregame and postgame shows. That's what, that's what I really like to do. And especially the Rams. And I was, uh, you know, it's been a couple of years since I was, I was let go at part of the layoffs there at, uh, at, at seven ten. Um, I was really bummed. I was really crushed that I didn't get a chance to, to, I was you know, part of the Rams broadcast the first season, but I really never, ever got to be, you know, embedded with the team or cover the team at my level, at my standards that I'm, I'm used to, like, I'm used to going out to, to every practice and uh, I, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just one of my gifts. One of my God given strengths is just, you know, uh, I've always been able to have great relationships with guys and, and uh, talk to guys and connect with guys. That's just, and, and there are, there are others too. There's some great reporters that cover the team. I'm not comparing myself. I'm just saying I'm, I miss that. And I, I, I love that when I when I was doing it, I used I used to travel with the Lakers and I, I covered the whole Shaq Kobe run. I was with with them on their plane at every practice, every game. Did the same thing with the Dodgers and with the Angels, and that's that's the way that's that's how you do it. Not to ramble. Long answer. Yeah, I I would love to do it. I I dream about it and pray about it every day. Um, I know God's got a plan. He didn't bring me this far to just you know drop me on my my behind. So. I'm just, you know, just waiting. And in the meantime, I get to do cool interviews like this with you guys. So it's all good. 
Well, be patient, and we all know you're only as good as your reputation in life. So, and it's obvious that you have a good one. So, keep up the good work, man. Thank you, my man. I, I appreciate that sincerely. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. Um, I'm, I, that means a lot. Thank you, Mark. Talk, Mark. You're just <laughs> hey, being quiet, man. <laughs> it went silent there for a little bit. I thought it cut out. I'm sorry. So, obviously, I'm Mark Jeff. Um, you mentioned your your layoff over at ESPN as far as your new position goes how does that compare to what you had over there at ESPN well uh here at at NBC Sports Radio we don't have a a local LA station even though we're based here in LA which is which is ironic uh what I what up until uh we we used to be a 24-7 network we had shows and updates and everything 24-7 um now after the first of the year the beginning of the year uh, we they got rid of all the shows, so I, I had a I had a show every Sunday morning from nine to noon for a couple of years, and that was that was good. That you know that was I liked that slot because especially during football season because we had you know an hour before the early games, and then we it was kind of like while the show was going, we were able to keep track of everything that was going on. So that was fun. I missed doing that. Now my job at NBC Sports Radio, I, well, it's the same job I've had there for a long time. I do the the national sports updates at the top and bottom of the hour. So a couple minutes and, but we're, you know, we're big, big, super NFL heavy. And I mentioned Mike Florio. So he, you know, he's at all the big, uh, you know, he's at the, the, the winter meetings and the owners meetings and the combine and he'll you know be going around training camps. And so, you know, with, the fact that he works for NBC and for Sunday Night Football, which is you know the number one show in, in the country, um, he's able to get uh, a lot of guests, a lot of coaches and players on his show. So that's you know we we, we keep up with it that way. But um, selfishly, you know, I wish there were more. There was more Rams love, and like I said, selfishly for me personally, I wish uh, we had more Rams coverage and Rams talk here in LA because I like you you guys say they. They deserve it. They deserve a lot. But that's one. And one of the things I missed. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep talking about myself. No, no my, you're fine. My main. No, no my main that's duties, why we had you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> my main. My main duties at 710. Um, you guys may have heard some of them. Maybe you didn't. But I did daily Rams reports five days a week, and I I put those all together myself. Wrote them, pulled all the sound bites, everything. Um, and I I really enjoyed that. And I that's you know. I, I was I was proud of them. I, I thought they they turned out well, and I I thought I thought that uh, we did a pretty good job in that little window that they ran during the mornings um, of keeping. I thought you know with a pretty good edge on what was going on with the team. And that's and again like anything else, you know, as the team was growing and building, of course, I, I would hope that they would improve as well, and there would be more depth to them, and there would be more to talk about, and more different angles and more mm-hmm. storylines. But, you know, that was like coming right out of the gate from the move to St. Louis. So, uh, and I tried to, because I had a, before before I was let go, I had a show during the week, most nights. I was preempted once in a while, but uh, by Lakers. Well, I was, when I was not doing Laker talk or the pre or the post game, I had this seven to nine show. And I really, I, I had a feel, I had an inkling the year before they moved here, their final year in St. Louis, I, I had heard the rumblings that there, there was a chance they might come back. So that that final season in St. Louis, I was ha- I, I really tried to keep up with the Rams a lot 
on my show and I tried to reference and, and keep that bang that drum. And so that was good, but yeah, it is what it is. So long answer to your question. Yeah. So I, that's, that's what I'm doing now at NBC, but, um, would be great to, like I said, to have more Rams coverage because they deserve it. Hey Jeff. So the guys mentioned social media earlier and I was kind of going through your timeline and just reading your interactions with everybody. I mean, you, I, I got to say you're probably one of the nicest people on that platform. Is there anything that anybody does on Twitter or any other, you know, platform that pushes your buttons? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think, um, how can I say this the right way? Um, I'll, I'll just, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bore you guys with my whole, my whole life story. Um, but I, I, I don't want to say rough. Trust me. It wasn't, wasn't rough compared to other people, but, um, I grew up kind of on the wrong path, got in, went down the wrong road. I know a lot of people have done that, but, um, I really got to a bad place and, um, I thought people that were people that believed in God or went to church or, and I thought they were wackos and nut jobs, but I got into some really, really bad, went down some really bad times with drugs and alcohol. And I, almost, you know, I, I could not, I could not, could, even though I wanted to, and I tried several times, I could not stop it. And, uh, one time in the midst of my brokenness and just after yet another weekend binge, um, I was on the fetal position in my couch, um, shortly after my 19th birthday. And I was just, my friends didn't want anything to do with me. Family didn't want anything to do, do with me. I lost my job from stealing. And I just, I cried out to God and I just said, God, if you're real, please help me. And he did. And I, I won't bore you with all the details, but I've just, Ever since that, that I mean, literally, I was literally struck sober, and I've been I've been sober ever since. And I'm not I'm not preaching, I'm not judging. I know there there are people that that can handle it, and that, that's I'm not I'm not throwing stones. I know for me, if I were to take one drink or anything, I I, I know it would it would be right there again. So I, I that's just my choice for me. But um, I've just ever since then I've just been I've just been obsessed with this God that saved my life. And I, again, I'm not trying to preach to you guys. I'm not trying to make this a religious thing. Um, so over the course of my 30 year career, you know, early in my career, um, I, I mean, I went from riding around on a you know bicycle and working at, a, at Ralph's to traveling with the Lakers. And, and it just, you know, going to the bathroom and seeing Shaq you know, laying in the back there. And I, I just, it just doesn't happen. And it did. And so I got, got a little detour, got a little bit of pride, pride and ego. And God dealt with me very quickly on that front. And so ever since then, I've just been, you know what, I, I, I just try to, you know what, I, I try to love people and, and just know that uh, if, if I can, if I can use my experience or if I can be a light to anybody or help anybody that, that might be going through a tough time, that's, I believe that's what I'm here for. And after what I've been through and, I don't, it's, it's hard for me. Like I know, trust me that the whole industry, when I got into it, I, I just wanted to be, you know, I just wanted to do, do my job. I, it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't really looking for fame and notoriety. I just wanted to do the work and do a good job. Now it's all about, you know, who can, who can 
make the hottest opinion or who can slam the person the most or who can yell the loudest. I'm just, that's just not me. And so I think that that's, that's hurt me, you know, that's, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's I'm, I'm at peace with that. I, I know what I can do and I know what God's done through me, but um, I just, that's not, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not here to hate people and, you know, criticize people and judge people because from where I come, came from, I'm really in no position to judge anybody. So that's just, that's just how I, that's how I operate. And if that means that I'm not opinionated enough or I'm too nice a guy, well, you know, so be it. You know, that's not, you know, my legacy is more important to me than just trying to impress some people that are not going to be in the business in two years anyway. I, I just, I don't like the hate. I don't like the venom. I don't, I don't like the, the, uh, just the, the hypocrisy. I don't like the, the lack of accountability. Like, you know, back in the day, I mean, you, you know, if you, if you came out and said something or if you were, you were, uh, I'll just, I won't mention names, but if you were a, a national host with, you know, uh, your own national TV show and you, you reported a story and it turned out to be bogus, you know, you were held accountable. Now that, that, that just doesn't, now you just say whatever and it sticks and you just move on and people don't care and nobody, you know, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. So that's, it's just, it went, you know, I grew up here in LA with, with, you know, it was just really high standards. You had chick, you had Ben, you had Bob Miller. I mean, you had Dick Enberg. I mean, the greats are the greats. I'm not comparing myself to them, but I'm just saying, there was a high standard of, of how you carried yourself and, and how, how you performed and the job that you did. It's just different now. So being that you've been a fan for so long, is there any players that you've, you know, met over the course of the years that you've come to, you know, know on a, I guess, a, a personal level, um, any of your favorite, I mean, can you give us any of that? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I, I not to I, I don't want to name drop, but it, yeah, you know, I when when I was, you know, for most of my my twenties and thirties, I mean, I, I just I went to games. That's all I did every night. I mean, just that's the, the times that I wasn't traveling with with the Dodgers or with the Angels or with the Lakers. If I was just working here in L.A., um, I would just go to games every night. So yeah, you, but you build all kinds of you know, relationships at, at that time. Um, and I know that, you know, if you, like there's a whole bunch of people I know if I saw them again today, that bond would still be there. Um, not too many. At, at, I mean, at, at this point in my life, I mean, I have three daughters, it's, you know, it's a different season for me in my life than, than I was when I was single and in my twenties and thirties, but um, it's okay. You know, it's, but yeah, there's, you know, we've, we've had some, you know, I got to know Jim Everett a little bit when, when I got to cover the Rams. Um, I worked with uh, Bob Golick, did a show with him for a little while before the Raiders left. Um, traveled, like I told you guys, with the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. That was that was awesome. Um, had a really good bond with the two of those guys. And, and Robert Ory and Derek Fisher and some, a bunch of people on that. Rick Fox. A um, lot of Dodger players over the years and, and Angel players. Um, and I, you know, I've one, one thing that, uh, that's, I've always, enjoy, I've just, I've always enjoyed getting to do good interviews and, and getting like, when I was doing the pregame show, I always felt like if you're a fan listening, 
right? You don't want to hear me just mail it in and interview the third base coach to be right. I mean, you, you want to hear the big names. You want to hear the stars. You want to hear what they have to say. And that goes back to the point I was making earlier about like higher standards. That's what I always tried to do. You know, when I, when I was working on those pregame shows, uh, Jeff, it's Brian again. Um, first it's, 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 it's a two parter. First off, you're an LA guy. You're a Rams fan. Do you have season tickets? Do you do, or do you go to many games and are you going to any this year? And then I have one more question after that. Okay. Uh, great question. I do not have Ram season tickets. Um, I would love to have, I would love to have Ram season tickets. I hope to in the future, uh, but I do not. I've not been to many games. Um, I did go to the Falcons playoff game last season uh the season before my apologies yep um part of it was for example the last couple of years i've been doing that show on sundays and so that kind of kind of threw a wrench in my schedule as far and then i was doing some work after that show would end at nbc so it kind of threw a wrench uh, and you know what honestly it was more of just by choice like I, i'm okay i'm okay watching it on tv but i would like i would like to get out more games and I'm really really excited about the new stadium I mean it's going to be the best not only the best stadium in the NFL but you know in all sports and in the world so I'm really really excited about that I, I hope I hope you know I, I know there's there's going to be some really expensive tickets but I hope I, and, and I'm sure they will but I'm hoping that there's going to be some you know affordable tickets for, for all the diehards that, that they'll be able to go absolutely Okay, so the second part of this question is we we are a fairly new podcast. I believe this is like either episode 19 or 20, so we we just got nice. going on this. Um, and we really, really want to get Jeff Fisher on the show because I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but he has become this, like, icon on Twitter, like, overnight. <laughs> I know. I know. I've, I follow him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question, and he actually follows our show on Twitter, which is, you know, that's pretty cool, but um, do you have any connection to him, and could you help us out at all? Just curious. Uh, one of those things, like, I have a, there's a, I, I won't go, go into it now, but a, a personal family story that, that he has a little bit of a connection with from his time in Nashville that we, we spoke over and, and it's funny. Cause I, you know, when I, when I've dealt with him and when I first met him, great guy. And I, I, I was, I was really rooting for him. I mean, I really was, I had really liked him and I was really hoping for the best. And I remember when he, he was here uh, in the late eighties and early nineties with, with the LA Rams, when he was just getting started, you know, as a coach. So I don't, I, I understand, you know, how bad the end was. And I, I get that, but, I'm, I'm able to, to kind of detach that. I don't, I don't hate him or you know, have anything personal. Um, it's one of the things, honestly, guys, if, if I could, you know, he didn't follow me back. So that's good that he followed you guys back. <laughs> um, um, I would just um, DM him and, and just, just keep trying that route. I, and I, I bet he'll, he'll come on if you, you phrase it the right way, but I'll, uh, let me think about it. I, I know, um, I'll find out. I, I I don't think he's been on with Florio recently or anytime soon, but, you know, as we get, get back, you know, when training camp comes around, 
Uh, I don't know how far he wants to go. I know he's been coming on, like you said, on, on the NFL network and doing different things. So maybe he'll, he'll be more accessible. A lot of times, uh, and I'm not just saying this, uh, we get, we're, we're right down the street, uh, NBC sports radio. We're right down the street from the NFL network. So a lot of times right. we'll piggyback, we'll piggyback off of them. And if, if there's somebody that we want to have on one of the shows, they'll come to our studio. So I, I give you my word. I will, I will definitely keep my ear out. Um, you know, if something changes, if I hear he's going to be around or there's a way to contact him, I will, I, if I have an opportunity, I, I give him my word. I will ask for sure. Hey Jeff, uh, this is Tommy. So I don't know if you see how we try to reel these guests in like Jeff Fisher, you know, creating gifts with their faces on it and stuff. A lot of, he likes to fish. So we do a lot of fishing ones with him, but we also see him interacting a lot with Amy Trask, um, former um, employee of the Raiders, and I follow her on Twitter and interact with her all the time. And I started gifting her and Jeff together, like dancing with the stars and doing all that stuff. And she loves it. So she asked me on Twitter, you know, how do we make these gifts? And so I, I said, I'll make you a deal. I'll teach you how to make gifts if you come on our show. And she said, deal. Get Talk to me closer to the nice. season. So. We're going to use Amy because Amy talks to Jeff all the time, and we're going to try to reel Jeff in with Amy. So that's kind of a great angle as well. Yeah, I think well, yeah, much better than me. Uh, Amy will do a much better job, and I think you have a much better chance with it. That's, that's brilliant, though. That's, see, that's, that's creativity, and, and that's thinking outside of the box. That's good, man. Very nice. And I bet it'll work, too. I, you'll, you'll get them. You'll get them. If, if I was in your shoes, though, I, I get it. There's, there's kind of a – he really right if i'm not unless i've missed it he really hasn't done kind of the the la closure interview has he i mean he really hasn't like he did that one shortly after he i think he did one for fox that they ran on the pregame show where he made a couple comments but you know he really hasn't given the right am i right that he hasn't really given the in-depth hey what happened in la and what what did you think of it kind of thing right? No, I think he only said Not something really. about like, I drafted most of these guys. This team is pretty right. similar to what I had. That's <laughs> what I remember. <laughs> yeah. And so, also so that he is, yeah. would love to coach against the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, uh, so you guys, I'm just saying, just so you know, from a, from a, like, like either you get it or you don't standpoint, the fact that you guys are trying to get him on and, you guys, you get it, so that's good. You're 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 thinking the right way. You're you're in the right lane. You're you're on the right track. That's what that's what I that's how I started, and that's what I you, you got to swing for the fences. You got to go for it. Man, we like Jeff too. A lot of people, you know, that are Rams fans that follow us on Twitter, we we share a lot of his stuff to bait Rams Twitter into attacking him and giving him the seven and nine and eight and eight jokes. And when they do that, we kind of all pounce on them and attack them on his behalf. And he likes all the tweets because we're just going after our own people on his behalf, which is just so weird and hilarious that that we would do that. But it works because it reels him in because we're backing him up. Right. Right. I'm su- I, I mean, I would think he would do it. I, I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't already. I, I would think, uh, I mean, it's you know uh, this time of night on a thursday he's got time he can do it (laughs) 
Well, I think he's in Alaska <laughs> yeah. fishing right now. Is the last thing I saw okay. from him with limited Wi-Fi, apparently. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, when he gets back, yeah, I'll just say absolutely we'll thoughts before, before the season starts, going into training camp. Like I said, I think I think part of it just it, it depends on is he looking to to really go all in, like as an analyst, or is he just kind of doing this to get his name back out there? But he really wants to just hold out for coaching. Is he done coaching? What does he want to do? Right. But if he really wants to become media savvy, then and I would think he would he would want to start doing more interviews and getting himself out there more than he already has. Let's get him on Monday Night Football. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm going to bite my tongue on that. I'm going to not against it, just on, on Monday Night Football in general. I'm just going to bite my tongue. <laughs> uh, hey, it's been bad. We all know. Yes. All right. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for you, Mr. Biggs. I we appreciate you coming on and taking a good forty minutes, forty five minutes out of your time to come on our our newly formed podcast. We really appreciate it. Well, guys, I I can't say thank you enough i truly enjoyed it and you know i love love what you guys are doing i love just connecting with fellow rams fans and thank you you know thank you for listening to me and allowing me to to give really long answers i'm sorry if i spoke too much and i didn't didn't mean to get as personal as i did but you you guys were gracious and i just i appreciate you listening to me and hope we can do it again sincerely yes no, this, no, is, this absolutely. is this is rams uncensored so we don't follow the normal format. There, if you know, there's a ton of podcasts out there that if you want to get into analytics and and all these questions, we like to do things differently. We don't just talk about football. So you bringing up uh, and sharing your personal story with us was fantastic, and we appreciate that. All right, guys, thank you sincerely. God bless you guys. And month to go, man. Can't wait. It's going to be here before we know it. Well, gentlemen, how do you think that went? That was good. Really? That was really. That was really good. See, Brian, when we keep things professional, see how good things go? Yeah, but you, look, you have to read your guest. With Jeff, I know oh, right. his backstory. Right. I know his backstory. I know, you know, when he got personal, I've read about some of that stuff. So I wasn't going to, you know, but there's certain guys like when we had Ben Albright on that we knew we can get a little bit more graphic with and we could have fun with, you know. So you have to, it depends on the guest. <clears throat> Hey, did you guys like hey, it when uh, I couldn't fucking say like Matt, something you, going viral? When you were on fucking fumbling your words again, you were fucking <laughs> stuttering like a motherfucker, and I wanted to fucking jump in and be like, "Matt, shut the fuck up and ask a question." I know I couldn't, I couldn't hammer him because I don't want to do that for the jet. Alrighty, well, are we gonna go to the segment number two now? Um, is segment number two talking about drunk driving, or is it calling Cody? <laughs> Well, that too, because <laughs> as everyone knows, Cody took his meds this week. Okay? <laughs> my, boy, my boy, Cody Leach, took his fucking meds this week and put out a tweet. The tweet of all tweets on Rams Twitter, probably the best tweet I've seen in fucking five years. Good for you, Cody. Unblocking everybody. Fresh start. The the list of the Rams being at 32 and 14 on those articles that came out this week pissed him off so much that he felt the need to start over on Rams Twitter and say, I want to bring everybody together. I want to be better. I want all of us to get along and be on the same page so we can attack the rest of the NFL. 
And I just thought that was really cool. So let's see if he puts his money where his mouth is. Hey, and I was actually nice to him. You know, I could have just started beating up right away, but I was actually nice. No, you were, dude. That was that was cool, man. All right, then let's call him right now. Right. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Hopefully he answers. So if he, if he answers, who's talking? It's you, it's as always, you. and and you're gonna okay. give him the, the you're gonna give him the mild uh, version. Okay, I'll talk all night. <laughs> give him really the mild nice. version in the dare. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the Derek voice. <laughs> In the Derek voice. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Buddy. What time hey. zone is he in in the cornfields out there? Don't worry about it. Three hours. <laughs> is Iowa three hours or two? I don't know. You have reached the, the voicemail box. Hi, Cody. It's me, Brian, again. We're on Rams Uncensored. You know, just leaving our weekly voicemail to you. Um, just wanted to give you a quick thank you for unblocking me on Twitter and playing nice. Can't wait to beat your ass in some fantasy football this week. And by the way, I'm still staring at you in the cornfield, motherfucker. <laughs> Rams uncensored, Cody Lynch. Woo! Rams uncensored. All right, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'll give you. Uh, <laughs> you sounded so. I've never heard you sound like that before, Brian. Brian's good at crank calls, man. I'm a good actor, man. I I, I could have been an actor if I wanted to be. I mean, you still can. I probably still could. Yeah. Let's make it happen Correct. right now. Well, right now, I, that's that award you know, they I'm, give for best actor. That's all you. I Brian. don't know. The best, the best award is it like? Is it like a trophy on your butt and you spin on it? If you want. That's cute. Bye bye. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye, guys. Peace out, y'all. Later. Peace. People like to just hear people fucking talk shit. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.